welcome back to the game room where, like Madonna, we are constantly reinventing ourselves. Case in point, we have a new format. Oh, first of all, let me back up, let me back up. I have three fine-looking gentlemen sitting Wait. right in front of me. Crisco! I'm not sure who you're talking about, but... I'm talking about Patman! This Pop-Tart's delicious. I... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also talking about Mike E. I agree, Pat's Pop-Tart looks delicious. Pabst Pop-Tart? You heard me. Want some of them? No, I'm good. Pabst Pop-Tart. Pabst Pop-Tart. The frat boy of breakfast foods. For the hipster in all of us. It's so delicious. And I am Guy. I am hosting, I guess I'm the new host for now? For now. For now. Until we reinvent ourselves again. Like Madonna. Uh, so yeah, we do have a new format going on this time. We are okay. going to give you news hard and fast, just the way I like it, in two minutes or less. <clears throat> um, but no, we are going to do kind of a, a lightning round, kind of roundtable-esque, pardon the interruption style uh, news discussion, just so we don't get bloated and fat like me. That was a very long description for a very short... <laughs> anyway. anyway. Anywho. So yes, we're going to uh, quickly go around, spend about two, two and a half minutes for each topic, um, and then that way we can give you the news in a much quicker fashion. So, without further ado, I'm going to kick it over to my friend Chris Rowe to talk about some Pokemon. Alright, so uh, this week in the news, we have a bunch of pirates getting banned. Arr. Arr. Uh So, there were some people that had illegally downloaded the new Pokemon Sun and Moon games before they came out, and being the brilliant people that pirates are, they decided that the appropriate thing to do was to try and go to the online services of the game before the game was officially out. <laughs> Consequently, Nintendo banned every freaking one of their 3DS systems. <laughs> like the, the system. The system. Yes, They banned. can't access the shop. They can't play any of their digitally downloaded games like <laughs> just full-on <laughs> lockdown. That's what you get. That's what you get for being a pirate. Now, is it just their systems, or is it their network IDs as well? Well, the network ID for a 3DS is tied to the system itself. Right, but you can also use that same network ID for, like, a Wii U. Uh, that I'm not sure about. I, I don't know that I saw anybody that was addressing that specifically. Okay. Well, I don't know what these people expected it to happen. I mean, if you're going to illegally download a game and then decide to go online with it, of course you're going to get slapped by Nintendo. Come well, on! Here's the thing, too. Like, they didn't even wait till the game was out. Like, if like if I download a game illegally, which, granted, I've been guilty of. Ooh, um, me too. But, like, I don't, go, I don't go online to play these. I, I either play them offline only or wait until the game is out to go online. Like, <laughs> you would do that before the release. Yeah, all they had to do was literally keep their, keep their DSs off of the internet. Right. And then no one would have known any better. Exactly. There's a fucking switch on the side of the 3DS. Just click it off. Well, that's the thing, though. They don't even need to have the whole 3DS. Just not go online with Pokemon Sun or Moon. Well, they can idiots. still play their, their eShop games and all that. They're dum-dums. <laughs> yeah, this and was... And then they're going to complain about it. <laughs> yeah, this was all the people that tried to go specifically to Sun and Moon's online service. And Nintendo's like, bro, really? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing to me, man? Normally, DRM gets pretty annoying, but I feel like Nintendo's hugely justified on this one. Oh, yeah, the, absolutely. The hilarious part to me on this one is um, the Pokemon Bank, the thing that everybody uses to transfer their games from generation, or their Pokemon from generation to generation at this point, it's associated with your 3DS hardware. Oh, so nice. everybody that got banned, Nintendo just gave them the gigantic middle finger, <laughs> and they can't access anything in their Pokemon Bank anymore. Nice. Oh, man. So they lost all the progress from, from yes. 3DS. Oh. Oh. See, that's Brutal. what you get. That's what you get. <laughs> Brutal. It, it really wasn't that tough just to wait a few weeks. Just but I want it now. <laughs> Listen, a few kids, weeks, if, I want it now. If you're going to cheat, kids, make sure you cheat 
and not get caught. <laughs> well said, Pat. Well said. And speaking of Pat, you have a Watch Dogs 2 story to go over. Yeah, Watch Dogs 2 came out this week uh, to some pretty decent reviews. I didn't get a chance to play it at all, but one of the key features of the multiplayer is been disabled by Ubisoft ahead of its release because of performance issues. Nice air quotes. Yeah, air quotes for, <laughs> no for you guys. <laughs> so, uh, essentially what happened was they found that performance online, there was a lot of lag, a lot of issues with, you know, screen stuttering, a lot of performance, just general performance issues when you were trying to butt into another person's game a la um, like Dark, Souls, Dark Souls. or yeah. yeah. So there are a couple of different modes. One is where you can try and uh, screw with a guy who's on his own mission in his own game by hacking him and, you know, generally mm-hmm. getting in his way. And then there's another mode where you can... Um, get your bounty up so high that other people can come into your game to try and collect on your bounty along with the cops who are chasing you. So there's a couple of different modes, but all of them are disabled until a patch gets approved by Microsoft and PlayStation. uh, Yeah, Sony. So what you're telling me is that basically it's a Ubisoft game. Yep, it's (laughs) the gentlemen who bring us Assassin's Creed every year as well. The Assassin's so, Creed Company. I mean, Ubisoft is not the only offender of releasing broken games on a fairly disturbingly regular basis. But yeah, but big... they're pretty much trumped only by Bethesda. <laughs> or EA. Well, yeah. Name name an EA game that you can remember in recent memory that just didn't have half its multiplayer intact. <laughs> ah, well, okay, that's fair. Um, <laughs> I can't. Yeah, it's, but I mean... Not, <laughs> not not about specifically multiplayer, but but again, the, bigger, the biggest offenders are EA, uh, Bethesda, and, and Ubisoft. But they just release broken or incomplete games all the time. Yeah, people are, seem to be okay with it. They keep buying it. Cause yeah. It's just a problem. Like No one seems to care about buggy shit anymore. Yeah. People used to care. There used to be more dignity. Well, the, the biggest thing is not that they get released broken, but they're not, that in a lot of cases they don't get fixed. And this happens a lot more, I would imagine, with like serialized games. But, um, yeah, that's, that's the belt. <laughs> it, it's a problem that hopefully yeah. will get fixed, but it probably won't. All right. Uh, speak, no, it, it, speak with your wallets, everybody. Make yes. sure that you stop buying buggy games if this irritates you as much as, much as it does us. Absolutely. Um, all right, I'm going to take the mic for a second. Not you, Mike. Actually, I want to talk to you, Mike. Uh, so, to no one's surprise anymore, rumor has it that The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is going to be delayed yet again. Not, oh, shock, shocker, which makes it the, I don't know, Mike, third delay maybe even the fourth delay who knows this game somewhere in there was announced in 2015 to start with and Mm -hmm. it's supposed to come out in 2016 oh now 2017 and now it's probably not even going to make the launch of the uh i almost said wii u (laughs) of the switch um however i think what you're about to pound the Uh, no i was air air pounding uh (laughs) i almost kind of look at this now as a silver lining because it kind of i think it lets the launch window breathe a little bit more mm-hmm. um i think having a, a rumored 3d mario game and skyrim remastered and breath of the wild all at the same time might be kind of much so as long as it doesn't go to like the end of the year yeah. I, I, i'm actually kind of okay with it you're telling me that I'm, you would you would rather have a, a launch without zelda because there'd be quote-unquote too many games yeah see that's yeah that that's doesn't really exactly well, no. like i would rather you have quote too many games then not enough. At worst, the sales suffer a little bit for each individual game as compared to if they were released by themselves. But on the whole, it's going to encourage sales of the Switch on launch, which is going to get a bigger install base. It's going to get all of these games out there quicker and 
personally, I'm just going to go ahead and call it now. Breath of the Wild is going to be Christmas 2017. <laughs> uh, I think the rumored Pokemon Stars is going to be the big holiday title for uh, for Switch. Let's let's point out first and foremost that this is still just a rumor. There's been no substantiation yes, that's of this true. At all. Secondly, like... I would be okay with, the, with a delayed Zelda again. I mean, I wouldn't be okay with it, but I'd accept it. Because you know who rarely releases buggy or broken games? Nintendo. Ooh, that's True. A back to the last topic. I see what you did there. <laughs> but so I'm, so I'm seeing Breath of the Wild maybe as a summer 2017 title. I'm still banking on it being a launch title. You really? You're gonna I'm, be? I'm, a, I don't put. You think I don't launch, put huh? much uh, stock in rumor. No. Okay. Even though most of them have been right so far. I still don't do it. All it's, right. It's rumor. Fine. Until I hear something from Nintendo, I don't give it any thought. Okay. I guess I'm just a sucker. Yes, you are. <laughs> Pat. I kind of want one. I kind of want to switch. <laughs> you kind of want. I. I'm, that encourages me. That but, encourages, but you're I not. Did, you're not that huge into Zelda, though, right? That's the thing. When I, every preview but, I've seen for that game looks, it looks pretty good. So yeah. now here's one, one, one last thing before the bell ding, ding, ding dings. Too late. Too late. Shit. All right, demo at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I got it in. All right, you have a story about Mario Super Mario Run. Yes. Yeah, Super Mario Run is a uh, runner style game coming out for the iOS on December fifteenth. Um, it'll cost ten bucks, um, and some people are put off by this because there's. Just a gazillion other free runner style games on on the uh, Play Store and and well whatever the App Store. Yeah, sure. App Store. Yeah. I don't know if it's on Google iPhone, Play so. Store. Google Play. Store. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so it'll be ten bucks and um, whether or not that's a thing. But the thing about it is that um, it's less of an endless runner um, from the trailer that's been out. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um, it. It seems more like an endless runner and more like just a platformer Mario style. He just happens to run on his own. You know, he'll still climb vines, he'll still wall jump, all that kind of stuff. He'll still stomp on Goombas, uh, all that kind of stuff. And there are levels involved. Um, you know, it's not just go till you die, it's go until the level's done. Mm -hmm. So that, that doesn't sound like an endless runner to me. That sounds like a Mario game with just automatic running. So whether or not that should be five, ten bucks is, you know, the other thing is they insist, insist, there will be no microtransactions, <laughs> which is I hope. damn rare. In this day and age for for mobile games. Well, I mean, if they're charging ten bucks up front, that would be the reason why you shouldn't expect microtransactions. Right, right. But that also hasn't stopped other games yeah. in the past from uh, doing the same thing. Very well, true. What what kind of things would you think would be in the game for microtransactions? Maybe um, extra levels, extra out, levels, perhaps outfits. It, probably outfits would be a thing. There's also a like a like a Mushroom Kingdom kind of thing that you can build on your own. Okay. Uh, they showed a short, very short segment of it in the trailer. It's like a diorama almost. Almost, yeah. Like yeah. there were toad houses and, and a finish flag and a, the stairs from the first level and all mm -hmm. that. Um, pipes, that sort of thing. And you can buy those with coins and there is even a shop icon in that trailer somewhere. I don't remember specific time or anything. But, you know, it, it, it's with coins, but I don't see... Because of this day in the mobile age, I don't see how you're going to be able to translate coins without microtransactions equaling money. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think I think microtransactions are too illust or illustrative, alluring. That's the word I'm looking for yeah. to ignore. And although they say there's not going to be microtransactions, I think we're probably going to see them. Think unfortunately, so? I mean, and for me, first of all, I don't really mobile game. Although when this does come out on Android, I will be downloading it. Cause I think ten dollars is a really good price for this, considering yeah. that it's the big mobile game that everyone kind of wanted to see as a Mario game. And I think it's going to do great. And I think you know your fact the fact that there's a lot of uh, Endless runners on, on mobile, they're not Mario. Like, they're, right. they're kind of crap. Right. Chris? I, I just, on the subject of microtransactions in general, there have been previous games that came out that were said to be microtransaction-free. Specifically, what comes to mind for me is Destiny. It came out, and the entire time, they're just, no, no microtransactions ever. 
and then slowly no microtransactions for anything non-cosmetic <laughs> and now just straight up microtransactions and this is a full game like console everything <laughs> you've been twice alright so from going from things that look like penises to actual penises uh, yes what? that was a Mushroom House reference yeah that, that really didn't come in very that nicely that was a stretch that was a huge stretch I think I ripped, uh, tore something on that one uh, there's a uh, who wants to take the genital jousting story <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that you've seen this, people, because it's... Um, well, all we know of it right now is there's a trailer, right? There's no gameplay yet. Or no, there no, is. Yeah, it's early some, access. Right. Yeah, so on Steam, early access, there's a game yeah. called Genital Jousting, <laughs> where the object of the game, amongst other things, is to insert uh, the business Whoa! end of a flaccid penis into <laughs> the makeshift anus between the testicles uh, <laughs> of your opponents. And we're going to earn our we're gonna earn our mature rating on this one. <laughs> But <laughs> it's it's literally just like a top down view of of dicks going in circles trying to stab each other in the ass. There's various game modes. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so the, the there's there's like a like a racing mode, mm-hmm. there's uh oh God, there's There's a shooter mode, right? There's a shooter you, mode. Yeah. Really yeah. There's one where you're flying through space. Um, and you Dude, literally look like space. a rocket attached to two testicles. <laughs> And I, I, f- I find it funny that we're trying to be more professional about the word testicles and, and everything, but... Testicles. Balls. Yeah, it's... Junk. Strotum. There's a bunch of dicks on screen sure. trying to screw each other in the anus. And, yeah. So they, they basically threw together this party game mm-hmm. in this vein to me. Vein? In this vein. vein. <laughs> and it's, it's literally... How far can they go without getting kicked off of Steam? Right, like, that's what it looks like to that, me. That really is what it looks like. And <laughs> I, I know they're not super realistic looking, but like, but do you think that game's gonna get pulled? No, no, no. it won't get pulled for a couple reasons. One, it's got a ton of publicity. Yeah. I mean, we're we're talking about now, not that we're anybody important, but a couple of places like Kotaku talked about it. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, it appears to be a pretty fun game. I didn't want to spend five bucks on something I'd play just for this <laughs> podcast. But at the same time, the trailer does kind of preview a couple dozen different game modes. Mm-hmm. Some of them are like soccer style where you're, there's an objective. But there's always <laughs> the goal of sticking it in someone's rear end. It's so, like real life. Yep. Like so they, they've got like all these different outfits for, for your, for your cock and balls. If, if there's not a top hat and monocle, there should be. Oh my god. I did see like uh, a business suit in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. So, but... I think the one had a cock ring. Not, not lying. Uh, <laughs> Prince Albert. Prince Albert. So yeah, it's it's wow. definitely a strange game. It was a it was a request of a friend of ours and a listener to uh, to cover it though. But you know, so, it kind of. I'm, I'm interested. I, you know what? We might come back to this because I might actually get it and give a quick review. Yeah. So yeah, the, all the features <laughs> of the game are not yet available. Right. Uh, it's not due for release until next year, like mid 2017 or something. Yeah, like that. and then yeah. The, okay. the prices. Uh, I think. I got it down five here bucks. for five bucks for the early access. Yeah, but they don't plan on increasing that price when they do finally come out with the real game, mm-hmm. unless they add so much content that they have decided to charge more. <laughs> right. They're 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 looking to their community for a lot of feedback mm-hmm. as far as hey, what do we need to add? What do you guys want to change? This kind of stuff. Yep. So it was it was published by the same company that Downwell. So. Duh, was it? Uh, um, I think it's time to ding yourself yeah. again, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> so that is there we go. So that's five, five bucks on Steam early access. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> 
So uh, yeah, general Justin, I free, I, free endorsement. From I think we nobody's. should just do the free version and um, never mind. Uh, so <laughs> Pat, I want to keep you talking because you have a story about EA and their partnerships with YouTube uh, and we, YouTubers. And we love Pat's dulcet tones. We do love Pat. I love his voice. Ah oh, boy. So <laughs> this is this is the story that we're going to kind of segue into the next segment. Yes. But Electronic Arts basically came out with guidance and requirements mm-hmm. for all of their YouTube personalities that generate videos either as endorsements or as product reviews or anything, when EA essentially um, gives them money, they have to put a watermark that says EA supported or uh, EA funded or uh, provided by Electronic Arts. Yeah, they will either have to have a hashtag advertisement yep. on the screen or uh, if it's advertisement EA is a spe- specific logo yep. or if it's indirectly involved, supported by EA. So, so they, there, there are specific logos they need to use for depending on the situation. They are making it loud and clear to anybody watching the videos for their products mm-hmm. that it isn't just, you know, somebody talking about their product. There is somebody in EA pushing this or providing money or product or mm-hmm. something to keep basically what happened with Warner Brothers and PewDiePie uh, yeah, from happening again. Order, yeah. yeah, and we'll, we'll get into that in, in the next segment. But, yeah. Um, it's basically a preemptive move by Electronic Arts to prevent them from running into uh, the Federal Trade Commission <laughs> the same way Warner Brothers did last year and then earlier this year. Right. Well, um, transparency like that is something that I can get behind in the first place. I mean, whether the, even if it's just a cover-your-ass move at this point, as much as I normally hate EA, I feel like this was the right move for them to make. Yeah, because agreed. if you're... If you're going to be basically sponsoring somebody to advertise your product in some shape, form, or fashion, you should be straightforward about putting that out there, and this is at least a step in that direction. Yeah. I would like to see the rest of the gaming industry follow suit, but I sincerely doubt that we're going to any time in the immediate future, especially not of their own volition. Brought to you by Genital Jousting. (laughs) Yeah, this is actually a good way to segue into our, our new segment, which is basically taking an extended look at one of the news stories in the news right now, which is going to be this EA and YouTube um, story right here. So we'll call it something like replay or continue or extended play or bonus round or room. I don't, we'll, we'll figure it out. Bonus round. Bonus round. I, I don't know. I kind of like round. It. So, um, <laughs> yeah, what you were saying, Chris, right before the, the bell dinged, uh, I, I do think that the industry is going to follow suit with this. I think it's way too... Um, it's stupid not to, honestly, because uh-huh. you, there's, first of all, well, I kind of want to go back. Nintendo, maybe about a year and a half, two years ago, they were cracking down on people. Um, they were basically, they were taking revenue from these YouTubers because they were displaying their games on YouTube. So I could see Nintendo actually following suit with EA and, you know, having them put hashtags on there, having some sort of watermark on their videos whenever it's Nintendo related. So I, I think you're actually right on the money with that. I think that's something we're going to see. Well, I mean, there are already FTC rules dealing with a lot of this stuff, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, but they, they the industry has changed so much that there were a lot of ways that... Loopholes and so on? Yeah, yeah. and they could, they could really skirt the rules by not necessarily sponsoring these guys, but, you know, if a game happened to show up on their doorstep and they didn't pay for it. Well, the, right. where, where this all stemmed from was last year the FTC brought up a, a claim against Warner Brothers right. for the game Shadows of Mordor, and they list in their complaint PewDiePie by name mm-hmm. for how many views he got on YouTube in this video review or whatever of Shadows of Mordor. Right. And what they suggested was that 
it was not clear to anybody watching the video that PewDiePie was getting paid for how many views he got, which is exactly what they were doing. The, the PR company that worked for Warner Brothers was paying YouTube personalities, not per click, but they had goals. Mm-hmm. You know, how many views was how much money you got paid. And what what they were alleging in the claim was that the video, although if you look buried down in the description, it does say, you know, mm-hmm. sponsored by or something like that. You have to click on read more or show more at the bottom of the video. And that option isn't available if you are on Facebook, for instance, and it's right. an embedded video. Mm-hmm. You don't see that extra text. Or any other gaming news website or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. So it, they, what they're alleging is that they kind of tried to keep it on the DL by burying it underneath a bunch of other of other text. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and PewDiePie, whether you like the man or you hate him, personally, I'm whatever about him, it, it makes sense that the lawsuit was regarding him because he... You know, is well, the well, it's, it's not a lawsuit. I'll stop you there. It's just it's, it's not just, a lawsuit. It's just a claim that the FTC I see. Made, okay. made against them. So, you know, they the FTC will say, "Hey, you done wrong. If you don't fix yourself, then they can issue fines." I don't think they issued any fines in this matter. Um, okay. But they They're just like wag finger, don't do it again. Yeah, but sure, the, sure. <laughs> the, the the document that was on the FTC's website basically said they're not allowed to do this, they're not allowed to do this, they're not allowed to do this, or there could be fines in the future. Right, which completely makes sense. Like, how many people say, "Oh, a PewDiePie gets literally millions of views every for every video. Like, he loves this game. It must obviously be really good." What if it doesn't? What What was that uh, a number of years ago? Kanan Lynch. Uh, you know, like there was a whole fiasco about that. That's, yeah. that's just the tip of the iceberg. Like, yeah. <laughs> it kind of speaks to the integrity of, cause the YouTube, YouTube is the wild west as right. far as, <laughs> oh yeah. As far as anyone's concerned about reviewing, previewing, discussing video games, mm-hmm. some, some venues and outlets do it well. I, there are a couple guys that I like watching, mm-hmm. but they are very upfront with their listeners or viewers on how they do business. Right, right. You know, the... the uh, This game company kind of, is paying us to talk about this yeah, game. Well, right. the kind of funny guys will tell you, hey, mm-hmm. they, they send us free shit, mm-hmm. but we're going to tell you exactly what we think, and that's their disclosure. Right, and, right. Or they do an advertisement for whatever product or service or company that's sponsoring them. Right, right. Yeah. And I, and I can see why uh, these companies are, like, doing exactly what they're doing here. Because, I mean, with YouTube, I mean, they're probably generating more press than the companies themselves like they're doing the work for them basically essentially and, and they can get them for next to nothing because it doesn't listen we put this podcast together with you know <laughs> bubble gum and, and, and shrink wrap and duct tape so duct tape I mean, and dreams <laughs> duct, tape, duct tape and dreams is what we put this podcast together with so it's not expensive to all you have to do is have a little bit of personality know the industry and then be able to get these pr guys to send you stuff and hey now you're reviewing games on youtube yeah right so what I like, what I like about the whole FTC angle of it is that, as for once, I've looked at documents in a government website, and I'm like, you know what? This looks like they actually might, <laughs> they actually might care about the consumer. So I'm going to read off a little bit from the FTC's website. So to make a disclosure clear and conspicuous, advertisers should use clear and unambiguous language, and make the disclosure stand out. Consumers should be able to notice the disclosure easily. They should not have to look for it. So basically, you have to make it obvious. 
to anybody who's watching or reading or listening. So clicking, happening to click on the read more icon. Yeah, which isn't, which isn't available in some of the you know right. venues for watching that video. Well, I mean, even when I watch just videos in general, I don't click on that most of the time. Yeah, like, unless you're specifically looking for something in the right, text. Right, yeah. I want more, I want more info it. about this video. Read more, but I rarely do that. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man, what was that song? Right. And it'll be like, <laughs> click it and get the long description. Yep. My so my favorite my favorite sentence on the website for under this big act and guide under the law an actor practice is deceptive if it quote misleads a significant minority. Yeah, I, did. I asked about that earlier. What the hell does significant minority mean? See, I don't know. I, I I would take that to mean hey, if six people got confused by it, that's a significant minority. Basically, what they're saying is is that you shouldn't be able to easily dupe anybody into believing that. If you're getting paid, mm-hmm. you actually didn't receive payment. Like right. you can't, you can't tell like somebody that, hey, I thought this game was wicked awesome, mm-hmm. and then take money on the side without at least saying, hey, this was what I got. You don't, and they don't say you have to disclose an amount. They don't say you have to disclose specific terms. Right, right. But the, but you have to say that you were provided money or you were, you got incentives mm-hmm. to produce this video by and then whoever it was. I like it. I like that the fact that the FTC, over the last couple of years, has taken steps to ensure that and effective steps too. Yeah. Not just like, oh yeah, you shouldn't do that. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know if they threaten lawsuits or not. I just read the claims right. on on the FTC's website, but it does appear that they have, you know, Joe Gamer who's barely paying attention, or you know, <laughs> Mom who's watching videos for games. Hey, she might just be going off of somebody on the mm-hmm. review for whatever game, and then the first video that pops up says PewDiePie's or some other popular guy, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh yeah, I recognize that name. I did, he probably knows what he's talking about. Yeah, but if it's a paid endorsement and she doesn't know, mm-hmm. then she's not being uh, informed. She, yeah, she's not being informed. She's being indirectly misled, is what right. the FTC is saying. Gotcha. Yeah, it's just kind of crazy how how far video games have pervaded into. Just everyday life, like the, the fact that yeah. this, like the FTC, is now like getting involved. Like it's just the way the medium has kind of grown up. Like from back when we started playing, like how much simpler things were. Yeah. <laughs> you look at the multi-billion-dollar business that games are now. It's, just, it's kind of astounding. It makes my head spin, honestly. Well, so and here's what blows my mind about. This. So we'll go back to the old days, right? How many video game magazines do you remember from back in those days? Oh my god, Nintendo Power, Game Informer, Game Pro. I love how Sega the, Vision. I love how the first one he brought up was Nintendo, Nintendo Power. Power. Yeah, yep. well, come on. Honestly, though, did you expect it? Anything less. Right, but but <laughs> Nintendo Power was nothing more than glorified PR for Nintendo. Yeah, right. But did you know that as a nine-year-old? I, no, I just thought that it did. had games in it and it exactly. had guides, and codes, and counselor's corner. It, and it wasn't exceptionally disclosed to the reader. No, and that, it was the perfect way to get to that market, yeah, which mm-hmm. was the obviously the big market back then because. Not a lot of adults played games back there, so as long as you can throw a magazine in front of a kid, and I mean, first of all, who reads magazines these days anyway? Um, at, well, the airport, you, at the airport when I'm bored. You get a subscription to Retro Gamer magazine, don't you? Yeah, they're uh, they're on hiatus. And that is not a plug. Are they? That's not That is not a. Sh- they 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 do uh, one issue every two months. Oh, yeah. okay. So they're coming up on their last issue. I think it should be getting in mail anytime soon. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. Um, yeah, nobody knew Nintendo Power back in the day was PR. Right. For for Nintendo, so I'm glad. Now, had I known that, I might have been a little more skeptical about what they were, about oh, what sure. they were previewing. And Nintendo strong armed 
everybody back in those oh, days. Oh, yeah. That's because Nintendo oh, like, was the company back right. then. Like, there wasn't really... Well, and the I mean, this is still a problem in the gaming industry where the, the PR guys and the publishers, mm-hmm. they still hold all the cards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bethesda just proved it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to give you review copy until the day before. Mm-hmm. And fucking companies lost their shit. IGN wrote like a three-page article mm-hmm. specifically about why that was a bad idea and how they were going to be affected by it. I mean, it's... Are they really going to be affected by it, though? Really? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, Bethesda's been a little little rocky lately. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't pay an, ex- an exceptionally um, large amount of attention to what IGN is writing about. Well, but I'll say that it's been a long time since Skyrim came out. So as soon as the new Elder Scrolls game gets announced, that's all going to go in the, out the window. No one's going to fucking care. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be just as buggy, and I'm sure I'll say the same thing. Yep. This is the biggest world anyone's ever created in a game. How can there not be bugs? <laughs> <laughs> but I still love it, and it's not an excuse anymore. It's not. It will when the next level of map size comes out. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the bell! But we do have one more segment. How we typically end the game room, which is with a personal story or whatever, and and kind of uh, being born out of the whole genital jousting story, uh, I want each of us to go around and tell us what your favorite weird or off-ball or off-beat video game is. And I want to start with Crisco. Well, I mean, in the the pre-show fist fight, uh, Mike and I yeah, we're kind of we're gonna get kind of tag team the same one. Nice. Yeah. Um, but uh, you guys are not at all creative. <laughs> not at all. It, it's it's gonna be a game I've mentioned a few times in the game room. Here. Hey, you kind of stole Chris's thunder. He was talking, you jerk. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ooh. Well, it was my idea, so I just took it. Oh, Run with it, Chris. Damn. <laughs> anyway. Snap. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to discuss Xenoblade specifically in the last about two or three hours of the storyline. And we're going to give Patman a moment is, to step out that's so gonna that leave. he doesn't get spoiled. I don't now, want this game spoiled for me. Now, I've, I've never... actually played. This, this game you've attempted twice on two systems and haven't gotten through? It might happen. <laughs> Despite our best efforts to push you into it. It might happen. Nah, I won't. Alright. <laughs> Bye. Anyway, so first of all, I, I haven't... You're talking about Xenoblade with... Chronicles. Um, the Chronicles. first one. With okay, Shulk, with Shulk and... Yeah. Okay. yeah. Alright, so I never played the game. I probably won't get around to it, so I don't care if I get this spoiled for me, so without further ado... You mind if I go first? Sure. The mic right, is cool. yours. So basically, like like Chris said, like the last couple hours, uh, things just take a super left turn. Like, it's it starts as your basic, oh, I'm the hero who... I'm the only one who can wield this special sword, so I have to save the world. So on and so forth. But it gets a little weirder and weirder and stranger and, and throughout the game. And then the last couple hours, you're literally running to different planets. And not, like, going to these planets and doing stuff on them. Like, you're just running from planet to planet like you're just in space. <laughs> like, running through oh, space. Yeah. You Go, jump straight to, like, the last ten minutes. Yeah, well, no. I, this, <laughs> this is the part that sticks in my mind the most. <laughs> But um, wait, wait. So how how do they convey that on screen? Like you're literally running. Like on you're the- out in the middle of fucking space. <laughs> okay. Walking on nothing. All right. Just <laughs> going. Yeah. Why? And, and th- this is specifically the part where I'm just like, what the fuck is happening <laughs> right now? Um. So you, you do some things here and there, uh, and then you find out, just I guess the quote reality of your situation is quite literally a change in reality. <laughs> All right. So it turned out that there were some scientists on real-life Earth that fucked some shit up and made the world of Xenoblade Chronicles. Accidentally. Really? Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, like, 
whoops, we blew up the universe and made a new one. They're just like, no, Professor So-and-so, don't press that button. He's like, but for science, click. (laughs) And then Zeno Blaine was born. Pretty Pretty much. much. Okay. Wow. um... And there's this whole weird shit about, there's this character throughout the game that He's the he's the typical mysterious. I can help you, but I'm not going to tell you who I really am. Kind of character. Okay, until the end, the last minute, the until, last second. Until of the literally game. the last like five minutes of the game. Turns <laughs> out he's a computer construct oh. that came over from the previous world. <laughs> yeah, yeah so he's, he is basically the machine that they were using that they accidentally blew up the universe with. <laughs> so a literal personified, a literal due machina. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But Chris was going to talk about some earlier points. So um, all right. Well, specifically uh, about three or four hours before the end of the storyline, the main character dies. Yep. Just, just, no, seriously, like, boom, you're dead. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> you, you have no control over this situation whatsoever. Like, it, the, the big bad reveals himself, and he's just like, and I'll take this, and I'll kill you. Bye. <laughs> and bro. it turns out that uh, something, something pseudoscience. He has all these, uh, this weird portion of this, of the titular sword's power. Um, and he lives sort of as a shell, but he's not him until you have to go make a new fake version of this sword to save him. Yeah. Shit gets just really, weird. Uh, really weird. Okay. Um, <laughs> I suppose I should have gone second because I described later in the game, but that's, that was the part that sticks out most in yeah, my mind no, about yeah. it. But <laughs> Huh. Of course, at the same time this is happening, the Big Bad also turns a full race of people into monsters all at once. Yep. So basically and, the uh, creatures were on drugs. Uh, yeah. Shit, they it, really it, must it, have been. It, it, <laughs> like I said, it takes a hard left. Because <laughs> huh. it's, like you said, it's your standard, you know, adventure, blah, blah, blah. You kind of go out and do whatever, and you're like, oh, I gotta fight these bad guys. Turns out the bad guys aren't the bad guys. One of the good guys is the bad guy, <laughs> and the main character dies. <laughs> Get fucked. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, but then, like, there's there's a there's a cutscene in there too where like the main character Shulk is just like sort of chilling in this void, and he's just like, "What's going on? Oh right, I'm dead." <laughs> and then like, just remind you guys, hey, I'm fucking yeah, dead. But then that character I mentioned, that super mysterious one, comes into this void, and he's just like, "Bro, you're not dead. Not if you don't want to be." And he's like, I don't know what that means. And then it just ends. Like, <laughs> you, you don't get back to that for a little while. <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, oh, and the chick who dies in the beginning comes back. Oh, yeah, her too. <laughs> yeah. Boom. I'm going to drop this right here for you. <laughs> so does uh, someone want to go get Pat? Yeah. <laughs> Chris, go, go get Pat Man real quick. Oh, he's here. Hey, did you hear any of that? No. Okay, good. You guys realize I edited it, though. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great fucking question. I was I was actually thinking about that as you walked out the room. Like, what's he gonna do when he goes to edit this? Is he what? just gonna skip ten minutes? <laughs> I'm play, sure this is all fine. Play in reverse until you hear your voice again. Yeah, yeah. 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 Level checks be damned and amplitude be damned. Uh, so anyway, uh, it was a dream that, the whole time. Yeah. Uh, no, just if that segment sounds like shit, sorry guys, we no. just can't spoil it for Pat. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, I learned a lot today. Did you, I didn't do mine. No, I know. I'm just saying I learned a lot about Xenoblade oh, okay. Chronicles. No, please, go ahead. By oh. all means. So I had a couple of different choices. Okay. So I didn't, you know, conflict with anybody. And then I thought of one when I was just outside. Oh. Oddworld Stranger's Wrath. For your because weirdest you get, game? Yeah, for my weird game. Not because of the goals of the game being weird itself. Because at its core, it's just a, not exactly a GTA knockoff. But it kind of, it's got the whole open world, sort of, with mission objectives, sort of. Mm. You're, you're playing this bounty hunter whose goal is to capture all these bandits and stuff in this town and you know in Oddworld. but you shoot critters and like different 
live ammo. That's like little animals that you shoot at, <laughs> at enemies to disable them and then capture them. Or you can take them in dead, which you get twice the money for capturing them alive. Sure. And, and the whole goal is to save up money for this operation that you don't know about until about halfway through the story. And I won't spoil it because you can... It's available on Xbox One now. Oh, is it? Oh, but, wow. But the whole, yeah, yeah, but the whole game takes a huge tone shift in the second or third act, rather, where you, you never see it coming. It's a huge, like, genre change almost in the game. Um, it's weird because it's got the live ammo and then, you know, it's Oddworld, so it's got all those, you know, strange idiosyncrasies about it. But what makes it fun for me was that change in tone. And that that shift in it is almost a genre shift when you when you get past the the big reveal in that game. Oh, so nice. And the other ideas I had were like Silent Hill: The Room. It's a weird kind of Japanese horror, like stuck in a room, but you find a way out, and then it's into that strange Silent Hill world where okay. everything's all ghosty and whatnot. What system was that on? Uh, Silent Hill, PlayStation Two. Okay. And then Oddworld was originally, or Stranger's uh, Wrath was originally Xbox. Xbox One, yeah. yeah. Okay. Not Xbox One, the first yeah. Xbox. Yeah, the original, the, o- the OG Xbox. Yes. <laughs> the one with the dinner plates. Yeah, the Duke. <laughs> the Duke. So yeah, <laughs> the if, potato with buttons. Yeah, if I was picking one, it'd be Oddworld, Stranger's Wrath. Okay. See, I've never, I've played a few of the Oddworld games, the original ones on PlayStation 1. Yeah. Um, never played uh, Stranger's Wrath. It always looked really cool, and I think there's, um either just came out, or it's about to come out, new Oddworld games. Yep. Um, but no, that's so... There's a lot of games I got to play still. Stranger's Wrath was one of the first games I reviewed for the Chicago Flame. No shit. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Going way, way back. back. Kicking it back to like 04, way 05. Back. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. My uh, my weird game uh, luckily turned into an awesome weird series, which is uh, the WarioWare series. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I, dude, there's something about that game that when it first came out on Game Boy Advance, it just, it just struck a chord with me, man. Like, it was so... Goofy and so off the wall. Not to f- mention that I love micro games, like just mm-hmm. those quick little pick up and you know five seconds to react kind of games. It's the, but the, the humor behind it, um, super Japanesey, um, yeah. very <laughs> Japanesey, uh, which could always be weird. Japanesey. Um, Japanesey. Is that an uh, adjective? I'm making an adjective. Sounds a little nice. racist to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh really? Does it? That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, WarioWare, and it's turned into this this series that um, has come up for every generation, and they got a bunch of great party games that are always weird. Like you're you're flying around as an angel, and you dive in <laughs> to play a mini game where you're sucking up snot through someone's nose. Like it's just it's just off the wall. Like you don't really know what's going to happen next, and I think that's the the beauty of that game. Um, and if we're going really really weird, like uncomfortable weird, if you guys have never heard of a game called Choiniki. <laughs> which is uh, you have heard of it yes okay um just picture well it's first of all it's a shmup for playstation one and you command a guy flying around in a speedo shooting down all sorts of weird shit like huh. there, there's this boss that you fight that looks like a balding arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> with like a hr geiger kind of dick <laughs> And yes, I am stealing right from JonTron because they had an awesome review on it. But uh, it's fucking weird. Like I never actually played the game, but I, I I bore witness to it, and I was like, I was literally uncomfortable. I feel like I had to take a shower after I watched it. It was so fucking weird. Like I don't get it, man. I just don't get it. So like that's that's the weirdest. That's personally the absolute weirdest game I've ever seen. So if I could if I could throw in a quick anecdote. No, um, you cannot. Speaking of uh, WarioWare Smooth Moves for the Wii. Yeah. Um, personally, my favorite, but. Uh, I remember I was living with Crisco, actually. We had an apartment, and we had parties all the time. 
And that was like our go-to party game. Was. And so people would people would be like, what do I do? And we had the same piece of advice every time. Don't ask questions. Just do what it tells you. <laughs> and that's exactly what you had to do. Like, yeah. if you asked too many questions, you were going to fail. <laughs> yeah, Answer right. the phone. Pick up the trash. <laughs> right. <laughs> Catch the ball. Yeah, because by the time that you questioned it, it was already over. Right, like, yeah. You get, you get over, seconds so, like, yeah. to figure the it game, out. The game was fun to watch people play in like a little preview kiosk. At, uh, at, I, there was one at Toys R Us when I worked there. <laughs> When when the Wii uh, was coming out, and when Pat and I went to E3 2006, they had WarioWare, and I didn't even think it was called Smooth Moves at the time, it was just like a bunch of tech demos, but it was all the WarioWare games, and I was like, oh my god, this is what the Wii is all about, really, just <laughs> fucking being like an idiot in front of people, honestly, <laughs> looking like a total jackass. That's a good one, yeah, I like, I like WarioWare. Yeah, WarioWare's good, WarioWare's great. So, uh, I think we have reached the end of our episode today. Do, do you want the bell again? Yeah, you know, for old time's sake. Yep. <laughs> for old there time's sake of the first time it's happened. There you go. All right, guys, and as always, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and other podcast downloading sites, as well as following us on Facebook at facebook.com slash wearetgr, and maybe Twitter, if we still have a Twitter. It's there somewhere. Okay, good. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. As always, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this podcast with you. High five. Yeah, high five. Yeah. High five. High five. High five. Ow, I kind of nice. cut your... All right. Uh, I was yes. going to stand up and uh, get that one one more for Pat and I'm going to... Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Smooth. I almost... Move. Ha. Ah. Can we cut it after that? <laughs> <laughs>